Welcome to a new episode of It Be Your Own People, a new podcast about what's going on in pop culture and being a POC in today's social environment, because sometimes it be your own people. Maybe it's your brother, sister, or friend. Karen at the job or Karen next door, a leader of the movement you thought you could trust. Most of the time, it's somebody you already know. Beware the wolves, y'all. And now more than ever, people are showing you who they really are, and you need to know who you can trust. Hello, hello, everybody. We are back at it again, getting it started with our favorite part of the show, the cocktail of the day. Treva, what are you sipping on? I have a tequila soda over here. It is extra good. What about you? Oh, you know, that's my favorite go-to drink when I don't know what the cocktails are like at the restaurant. Right now, I am having myself a delicious dark rum punch. So good. All right, so let's get into this game. We are doing celebrity breakups and shakeups. Now, the number one shocking news that took everybody by storm a few days ago was this Lala and Carmelo Anthony pending divorce happening right now. Ooh, what do you think about that, Sally? Girl, I feel like this divorce has been 10 years in the making, child. 10 years in the making, even though they supposedly split like seven years ago. I think you're right. So allegedly, Carmelo has twin babies with some woman and they are, what, less than a year old. One of them is really sick and he just didn't really want to get the money that she needed so basically she exposed his ass and obviously Lala was like all right nope I'm done because they separated but then sort of kind of got back together years ago when Carmelo allegedly cheated with some woman so now Lala girl you're looking good you got your acting career you were a VJ back in the day you are a bad chick you don't need this mess and you don't need this man's money even though he got a lot of millions you got your own girl that's right two snaps on that girl and now in another shakeup and, you know, a, a shake around is Jen and A-Rod turning into Jen and Ben 2.0. You know, at first I thought that this was just extra messy. When Jen and Ben started hanging out again, I was like, okay, this is not real. But now seeing them out and about making out in the public at dinner with your children right there. Jen, what are you doing? Is this really the route you want to go? And now apparently... A-Rod was seen at the birthday party for Ben's ex. Lord, help us all. I can't. This is so, okay. Oh God. So when I first saw this, I go, all right. So she's trying to figure out a way to keep herself relevant so that people will still throw her coins at her Las Vegas residency. I understand you got to do what you got to do. It's a whole peppercorn. You got to, you know, you got to stay up. But I'm just like, girl, going back to an ex is like reheating McDonald's fries. Why are you doing that? But you know, you already know what to expect with them. And I guess since they never actually got married she's like okay this is easy fun and a perfect way to poke at a-rod like i see you jen you always gonna be relevant but this is a weird flex i don't like this at all she leaving his house with his janky checkered plaid shirt on and everything Mm. girl come on what about rob riggle and tiffany riggle i just like saying that name riggle no first of all this name is ridiculous but actor rob riggle we've seen him in so many things he's really funny his wife is extra crazy and she put cameras all up in this man's house he was also missing almost twenty thousand dollars and as he discovered the cameras that were put by her in the house he saw her counting money i mean this is real weird because they are separated they have children they're going through a divorce and he has a girlfriend but he realized something was fishy when he would have personal conversations in his home with his girlfriend or whoever. And suddenly those conversations were getting out to people. That's when he realized somebody's spying on him. Wait, first of all, not you trying to create this whole to catch a cheater in your own home. And then you getting caught on the own cameras that you planted stealing money from this man. Like make it make sense. But it's like, honey, you have to move on. I'm sure she did this to try and like find dirt on him to use during the divorce. But girl, now you going to jail. You probably won't even have any rights to see your children for the foreseeable future. Yeah, 30, like $20,000. That's grand larceny, girl. That's that's 10 to 15. Also spying and breaking in because like he did not give you a key. That is just a lot of weird shit. Oh, yeah, you're right. Damn. It'd be your own self. 
Kim and Kanye, as we mentioned in previous episodes, have officially called it Dunzo on the nuptials and are currently getting a divorce. So apparently he followed the whole family and he has a new really hot model uh, girlfriend. But you know what? I'm not mad at him unfollowing the family. I'm mad at Kim on the reunion of Keeping Up with Kardashians saying that they are amicable right now. Like, it doesn't seem like it. You don't have to play face and tell us some lies, girl. We see what's going on. And we know Kanye's a little, he's a little different. Yeah, he has gone on multiple rants, Twitter rampages, specifically calling out you, your family, basically your whole lineage, except the kids that y'all procreated. So for you to sit here and say, oh, the divorce is very amicable. Like, girl, save that lion for your future lawyer. If she gets there, she's about to take the bar for the third time. But okay. Moving on, Gary Owen and his wife of almost or over 20 years, they're going through a bit of a messy divorce and somehow none other than Wendy Williams is involved. You know, his wife is the one doing most of the talking on the socials as of a few months ago because she's trying to get her coins. She sure is. Gary Owen hasn't really said a whole lot except for this one interview that he did when he was on Wendy. And Wendy was just, you know, salivating or slobbering after him like a dog that hasn't been fed in six to seven days. She was slobbering extra hard. So rude. And he took the high road, actually. Anything that she asked about the divorce or the ex-wife, you know, he knocked down against cheating rumors. He said he did not cheat, but he also spoke highly of his soon-to-be ex-wife. So I like him for that, but I just want to know what's going on. Now that the cat is out of the bag and we know there's mess, what's really going down? Honestly, Gary, just like, just give into it because all this is going to do is give you more press for whatever projects you got coming down the pipeline. So give the people what they want. The messy, hot, toxic tea. Oh, you know what? He's probably trying to take the high road so he can pay her less. If you know what I'm saying. Uh, that would be smart because she asked him for $44,000 a month. I mean, Gary Owen is funny and all, but I know he was making $44,000 a month kind of money. Well, we shall see how this plays out. Moving on to another couple who's always uh, shaking, baking it up is Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott, who, according to the most recent pictures on their respective socials, are back together. Yes, he celebrated Father's Day with his family, you know, Kylie and the baby. I guess now there are two Travises in the family. You get a Travis, you get a Travis, everybody get a Travis. Maybe that's that's the way. They all got to find a Travis and they'll be happy because uh, Courtney is loving her some Travis Barker. Every time I see her on the social, she got her legs wrapped around this man. I mean, if you like it, I love it. And as long as they out here minding their own business, child, I would just like for these celebrities to, for once, just make a decision. Make a decision and stick to it. You want to be together? Be together. You want to break up? Stay broken up. But the whole volleyball back and forth, one day yes, one day no, y'all are tiring. I mean, I, for one, am here with the back and forth because it's some good mess that I like to see. But, you know, teach their own. And about Erica Mena and Safari, talking about mess and talking about back and forth. Hmm. So if the whole one day I'm going to get divorced, one day I'm not going to get divorced wasn't enough. Apparently now the divorce is is sticking because she filed in Atlanta. But apparently Safari's trying to take her to court because he is somehow convinced that she will try to keep him out of the delivery room and that he has every right to be there for their birth of their new child. And once again, the one and only Wendy Williams is involved. Spice had a little bit to say from Erica to Wendy. Let's take a listen. Oh, I got a message from Erica to give you. How recent is this message? Three days ago. Okay. She said to tell you that you were right. I don't know what you said about Safari or whatever you said. Thank you. I said, don't have him in the birth room when you deliver. Oh. Divorce him and go on with your life while you're still young. Why you did I deliver another. the message? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I like Safari, but you know, Sean I like Paul. Safari too, but yeah. I never know you said that about him. I wouldn't know. No, he's trouble. He's, he's trouble. He's trouble. Okay, so apparently this divorce is sticking. How about that? Uh, moving on to Chloe and Tristan. Sally, I know you hate back and forth, but this one, apparently, they're off again. 
just like three days ago, they were on again. So now they're off again because Tristan just has a terrible time of keeping his pee-pee to himself. And he was spotted at a party going into a room with some ladies and another gentleman being in said room for 30 minutes and then coming out looking very unpressed and disheveled. But mind you, this is only months after there was another woman or two claiming that they had a relationship or relations with Tristan. Even after hearing this, you know, a few days ago when they were still on, Chloe said that she still wants to have kids with him. She, I guess, acknowledges that he's a cheater. Who knows? But she trusts him. And she also mentions that she forgives Jordan and that she wants to basically use a surrogate to have more children with him. I feel like at this point, he's just going to be the sperm donor and that, you know, she wants nothing to do with him. I don't know. How can you say that you trust him and also acknowledge that he is cheated? Like those two things don't add up. A lot of things in this family doesn't add up. But the one thing that does add up, I feel like they are trying to procreate with the same man, the same person. So that is good. Some of them have been married like Kim and Kanye. Some of them have not been married like Courtney. But uh, I guess they just want to have the same father for their children. So maybe that's the route Chloe's going. I mean, maybe that's what Kylie Jenner is doing by getting back with Travis. Who knows? I mean, I guess, but also stop procreating with toxic men. Let that be that. And now time for... What the fuck? News. We want to get it started off with y'all with discussing some not so great comments that were being made about Chloe Bailey from Chloe and Haley after she premiered uh, her performance at ABC's Together We Triumph, a Soul of a Nation special celebrating Juneteenth. So for this performance, uh, she paid homage to Nina Simone. Uh, apparently, people had a lot to say about her dance routine during her song feeling good yes some people found chloe's uh her performance a bit sexual and i will admit you know she was looking good she was dancing and grinding and rolling all around i mean she is a protege of beyonce's so she learned from the best and a lot of people feel that it was extremely inappropriate for the occasion I, for one, feel like, hey, listen, she's a performer. This was how she felt and wanted to express her excitement about Juneteenth. Now, I get that everyone's not going to be on board for it. But I mean, if nobody's talking about you, then you're not doing a good job. However, Nina Simone's granddaughter, Rihanna Kelly Simone, defended Chloe on Twitter. And she said, but what y'all don't understand is that grandma was a free spirited woman herself. She would absolutely love. So just sit down and relax. She also said that her grandma was unapologetically herself and she was a mu-effing badass. So she's just like, you know what? Educate yourselves. I'm all here for Chloe's performance. Uh, it was really sexual, but that's how she wanted to perform and let her do her damn thing. And I saw the performance and I thought that mama really was doing her stuff. And instead of hating, maybe y'all should be taking some pointers on how you can also uh, liven up the dancing in your life. Because she looked really good. I'm sure that Beyonce had nothing but flowers and roses to give to her protege. So moving on to some even more unfortunate news is some recent reports regarding a college student that is currently awaiting trial after he killed his entire family. Not his entire family. His whole family, girl, mama, daddy, sister, probably the family pet. Oh, hell no. What, what, What was going on? According to news reports, Alexander Jackson, who was only 20 years young, fatally shot his parents and his teenage sister in their Cedar Rapids home just this past week. Uh, Police were called claiming that an intruder came in and shot him, shot his daddy. However, when the police showed up, they couldn't find any evidence of anyone having actually broken into the home. And at that point, Jackson admitted that he was the one who killed his parents. That's crazy. So he actually admitted that he killed his family literally because his father told him he needed to move out and find a job. When investigators were trying to come up with a motive as to why he would decide to go on a killing rampage and take out his entire family, he did bring up the fact that his father had just told him a few days prior to that, 
Listen, son, you got to get a job. This sounds like the most entitled bullshit I done ever heard. First of all, back in the day, people were not even lucky enough to still be living with their parents and going to college. It was like, okay, okay you want to go get an education, you better find a way to live and pay for this education. But the fact that you actually have your parents like, all right, um, some tough love, move out. You still have their support. And you're going to kill them? That's some weird, crazy ass shit. Yeah, and I mean, look, they're feeding you, they're clothing you, they're keeping a roof over your head. The least you can do is at least contribute a little something to the energy bill, the cable bill, the internet bill, which I'm sure you probably had to use to figure out how to do what you done did. Yeah, I'm going to need him to be all the way under the jail, and I want to find out how many years he gets behind bars. Hopefully it's life, because he done took three, four lives. Exactly. I mean, I'm surprised he's being held on a $3 million bond. Which, honestly, I'm surprised he even got bail at all, considering that he killed three people. How that happened? That's a hot, hot-ass mess. But let's move right along to this extra real movie that's coming out. It is insane. Everyone better watch it. It's called None Other Than Karen. Tell us about it. The name that nobody wants to name their children anymore is now about to be uh, one of BET's encore premiere films. Um, so the movie stars Corey Hartrick, Jasmine Burke, who are a black married couple in this new movie, and they move into what appears to be a predominantly white suburban neighborhood. And their next door neighbor is being played by none other than Taryn Manning, who some of you probably know from Orange is the New Black when she played Pensatucky. Yeah, so Coke Daniels is the director for the movie. And the Karen in this movie is a racist white woman who makes it her personal mission to displace the new Black family that moves in right next door to her in this Atlanta suburb. This family is not backing down without a fight, so it's about to be a really eye-opening movie. I suggest everybody go watch it. There's going to be a lot of uncomfortable feelings up in here. But there are many lessons that need to be learned from this because it's happening all over the country. And it's been happening for decades of these false claims against innocent people of color. And I was getting so mad just watching the trailer because it kind of looked like they had pulled bits and pieces from all of these Karen ass stories that we've been looking at in the news, especially throughout the past year. But girl, they really came up with the whitest name possible for this lady, Karen Drexler. Well, my whole thing is that you're right. I'm sure they did pull all the stories from these different events that have been happening and they need to be represented. So I'm glad that the stories are going to be told and we're about to see some crazy Karens. Let's get into some regular, regular, schmegler news. Joe Budden is out here shaming strippers with short little kitten ass heels. So he posted on his socials a pic of a stripper. She was wearing like a one, two inch, you know, thick block heel. He circled it and then wrote that he was heading home. Oh, hell no. What are your thoughts on this, Ellie? He could have headed right on home and minded his own business because who the fuck are you to be out here shaming people for their footwear when this young lady, who knows how long she could have been on her feet, to uh, Joe Budden, sir, you have a whole host of problems that you need to be worrying about. And the size and height of the stripper heel is not anywhere near the top of that list, okay? Also, have you ever worn a stiletto, Joe Budden? Dumb shits hurt. Nothing about it is comfortable. And this woman is out here shaking her booty and showing her body to make coins. She wants to do that comfortably. So don't go shaming her for wearing some short, thick heels because guess what? I love me a thick heel. I'm always out in some heels and I need to walk, run all my errands all day, every day. You better believe it's going to be something thick to support me. All the moves, you know, splits, the, the twisting up in the air. If those are the heels she want to wear, if you don't want to be there, go on, head on home. But to shame this woman, no, 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 no. Take several seats. And I don't even be wearing any kind of heels. So big up to all of the ladies who's able to do a block, a stiletto, a spike. A kitten, whatever you like to wear, I barefoot of you barefoot because it will it will not be me. It will not be me. Exactly. Now tell us a little bit about Housewife and the Hustler. That documentary came out on Hulu and Real Housewives of New Jersey. Daniel Staub is a bit of a hypocrite. She had a lot to say. 
I didn't actually watch it. So, so what was going on there, Sally? First of all, I was so amped up to watch this because you know I love me some toxic tea and you know I love me some mess mess that has nothing to do with me. I turn on this documentary. I got my popcorn ready. Why is Danielle Staub the first thing I see within the first 20 seconds? She's literally the first frame of this shit. And I'm like, okay. So clearly, you know, mama's hard up for cash. She needs some airtime because she's no longer a real high social New Jersey. So she got to make her presence known. But why you got to go on there and be a hater? The first thing she's talking about is how, oh, yeah, you know, I know Erica Jane from doing these housewife things and she was not very nice to me. I found her to be kind of a bitch. Okay, yeah. And that's her whole persona that she's built her housewife personality on. She also probably did not give a fuck about you, girl. That's probably why you thought she was a bitch. Okay, but Danielle loves any and all type of attention. And she is the number one hater. That's why we liked her on Housewives. But the reason why she's a hypocrite is because she was calling Teresa and Erica Jane criminals. Mm -hmm. But honey... Danielle, we've seen your mugshot multiple times, boo. You are a criminal yourself. And guess what? You did your times just like Teresa. And now we do not know what's going on with Erica. But for you to be calling out someone else for being a criminal, honey, boo, so are you. So she's mad that Bravo still has these women on their platforms, even though they're criminals. And I guess she's mad because she's no longer on Bravo. But after you were a criminal, you still was on Housewives. So popcorn kettle black or what what's going on keep that same energy was good for the goose is good for the gander and all that bullshit and in more real house of new jersey news it was heard that the current new jersey housewives are filming right now with former nfl star tiki barber's wife his wife is named tracy lynn johnson and apparently she's been seen around town filming with the girls so you got a little bit to say about this ellie what you think i'm excited because new jersey housewives needs a little bit of a influx of new energy because let me tell you last season was kind of boring except for like one or two incidences that were a bit messy a bit fun to watch but even the reunion was a little meh I'm excited to see Teresa and her new boo. I hope that they get to film together. But this Tracy Lingo, she coming in with some mess. Because already her marriage is built on, for lack of a better term, a house of messy lies. Didn't her current husband leave his ex-wife to be with her and now she's a new wife? Yeah, so Tiki Barber definitely had four children with his ex-wife. He was then apparently canoodling with his then intern, Tracy. Not canoodling. Yeah, canoodling. And he, well, left his wife and he then married his intern. And now they have two children together and have been married for quite some time. So I would love to see some of this mesh pop up on the screen. Okay, Bravo, you did a good job there. Damn, not the intern. Such a stereotypical mess, but I love it. I love it. Yeah, so I, um, all right, we like the mess. I, I want to see this tea. Cook my tea, baby. And now for... Hashtag we winning. We want to get this section started of we winning with all the black excellence as Kevin Bozeman will be honoring his brother, Chadwick Bozeman, at Dance Against cancer for those of you who know chadwick bozeman may he rest in peace died of cancer just last year in august dance against cancer brings music back to the stage for a star-studded performance benefiting the american cancer society apparently kevin bozeman himself has been in remission for over two years uh as of recently as october 2020 wow that's crazy yeah so the crazy thing is you know he didn't reveal what kind of cancer he had because he didn't want it to overshadow you know what he's doing for his brother and he mentions that the family is still really trying to cope with losing Chadwick, but that he is excited to get back on stage dancing. So he's a former dancer and current choreographer, but due to a really bad knee injury, he stopped dancing for about seven to eight years now. So this is going to be a full pouring out tribute to his brother and it's, it's going to be really well. So I'm excited. I hope I get to see it. Yes, this is a very beautiful showing of family, brotherly love, but also the community coming together to be able to represent for this terrible disease. Conversations that I've also seen uh, going on in the socials are men who are now taking the initiative to be able to get themselves checked out sooner because, you know, if it can happen to Chad, it can really happen to anyone. So bringing awareness to this problem in such a beautiful showing, I think was amazing. Yes. So it be your own people in the best kind of way. Now let's talk about more than 10 artists, actors, and entrepreneurs that were added to the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Guess what? They all black. 
telling some of the people, Sally? The Hollywood Walk of Fame is about to be getting a little bit of seasoning and spice all up and down through it on Hollywood Boulevard. You know we love seasoning. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be seeing Nipsey Hussle added to the walk, DJ Khaled, Tracy Ellis Ross. Yes, go on, queen, with your fashion. Ashanti, Black Eyed Peas, George Clinton, and many more others. I cannot wait. I'm so happy about this. I am super excited. And, you know, hats and claps to them. Also, let's talk about some reggae legends. Spice, Shaggy, and Sean Paul got together on a song, and it's called Go Down There. Ooh, let's take a listen. What you gonna do when there is nobody that do it better than this reggae guy? I can do this every morning, every evening, I just screaming straight back to sunrise. just in time for the summer to get the body twerculating this is definitely a summer jam right here i like it and you know shaggy has also been helping spice get her album out which took over 10 years can you believe that spice has been out here giving us all the rhythm for over a decade and she's been doing it for longer than that but she mentioned that she had some issues with the label and basically shaggy stepped in and he was able to help her get the album out and also be an executive producer of her album how amazing is that Big up to our people helping us out. Exactly. Jamaica is in the building. And also, Spice says she don't mind a little white for summer. She likes Chet Hanks and his Jamaican accent because he's showing love to Jamaica. And she wants to make a remix. Oh, uh, what's it going to be called? She going to be calling it Black Girl Summer. All right. I'm going to look forward to that. But um, it's definitely going to be a bop. This song is on my list. And now for good reads and good watches. Check this out. Keeping up with this list of inspiring books and memoirs that are now getting published by some of our favorite celebrities and uh, music artists. Foxy Brown is being added to that list. She has a memoir that's coming out in December. Yeah, so I'm really excited for this because I want to know all about her story. You know, she's from New York. She's Caribbean American, Trinidadian to be exact. And apparently it's hidden shelves later this year. And some people are calling it the most controversial book to come out in hip hop. So I cannot wait for this. I mean, she was a baddie. She came out with uh, uh, little Kim. And so they were kind of on the same playing field and they were the ones to really bring out that female. I'm going to hold my own rap. And I I just really want to see kind of like what happened in her career from her own words and her own perspective and just shed some light on that. I want to know, especially who she was dating, because we know there were some rumors of her dating a very important person who's now married to another very important person. But, you know. Maybe it'll be in the book. Yeah, I can't wait. And if, you know, this book is anywhere near as real and raw as her rap lyrics, then girl, I am here for this. Her, Lil' Kim, they really set the foundation um, for this wave of female rappers. And I love to be able to see what the come up story is. And her life out of the studio was super cray. I cannot wait to see what these pages are going to be about. Yes. And a biopic is being made about Bernie Mac. It is so insane to think that he passed away in 2008 because it feels like it just happened. But he's been in so many movies, films, comedy tours all over the place. And I'm super excited to see that his team is like all behind it. I would love to see a movie about his life. Like, why not? Say, we know Bernie Mac as one of the original kings of comedy lighting up the stage he also had the bernie mac show which i really loved i love the way that he would try to breaking down the fourth wall and really bringing the audience into it which i thought was really cute it was really funny i also think that bernie mac had this biting sense of humor that was so real that you could relate to the shit that he was talking about it wasn't just oh i'm getting up on stage to make a joke this is my life and shit was fucking funny 
So being able to see uh, his story, his life story, I really hope that they do the casting justice on this because I'm going to watch it. Yeah, same. I'm in there. And now a movie that's coming out next month, a remake of Space Jam with LeBron. Yes, LeBron is an amazing basketball player. I personally not really that much a fan but you know kudos to lebron and i guess one of his like real acting roles and we all know the original space jam and michael jordan the mj was kind of like that headliner so for them to have a remake and have him do it i feel like it's a really it's a good move so you know hats off to him but the whole bugs bunny team he's gonna be working with them and it should be a good family movie yeah i'm excited for this you know and this is very on brand for pretty much since lebron has hit the the screen the stage the court we've been looking at all these different comparisons between him and michael so to have the space jam remake starring lebron i'm already anticipating what the conversations are going to be around that and looking at how he's able to put his own take and his own spin on such a classic movie and now time for sad blackity black ass truth we can now officially confirm that, yes, it's him again. It's Turban time. Nick Cannon is, in fact, expecting his seventh, yes, one, two, three, four, five, six, and seventh child with former Wild and Out model after the recent birth of his twins, who's also not his girlfriend. We're still trying to find out if he does have a girlfriend because he says he does not think monogamy is for him but he is uh well on his way to just starting a whole tribe of kids he he already has six and he's now waiting for the seventh so thoughts on the selling not turban time but i mean i guess that is very appropriate and it appears that the turban is giving him some sort of magic fertility powers because i feel like every other day i'm on social media is another maternity shoot with some other girl featuring the cannon but again we will say that he is there for each and every woman who's having his child or children this is very but but let's really discuss these names now i know that these are kids and they didn't ask for this so that's why we're coming to you nick cannon why are you doing your children like this his recent child that he had in december of last year is named none other than powerful queen yes powerful queen and i'm sure of course she's gonna be a powerful queen you know but did you have to give her that name just did you have to put that on the birth certificate i'm pretty sure that there are other ways of connoting powerfulness yes regality without actually having to use the words powerful queen and his new twins his new 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 twins who are like a week or so old one of their names is zillionaire I just got it because it's broken up. I didn't see it until Sally had told me. I was like, wait, hold up now. Zillion and then hair. And I'm like, you know what, sir? With the way you're going and name with these children, I cannot wait to see what you name the next one. Well, he also named the other twin Zion Mixolydian, which is a type of scale in music. And I'm just like, okay, choices. Choices, right? Choices, choices. Uh, so again, I can't wait to see this next child, like what he's going to do, how long it's going to be before he has, I guess, another woman and another maternity, you know, shoot he's at. But it's a lot. There's a lot going on here, Nick. Like, So how long do you think it's going to be before A, we see another maternity shoot? How long do you think that's going to take? I, I call, I give it about three months. Because, you know, oh, summertime. Yes. I was definitely going to say this year at some point this year, because right about now he has what basically three kids in the same year. So I and, think he, I think he might get one more in this year. And it is summertime. So, you know, he going to be going out, experiencing life. Things are starting to reopen. He's got other projects in the works, more employees, more models that he can come into contact with. He is making the million so he could pay for his many children. He does take care of him. I'll, I'll give him that. He claim him and he take care of him. So at least you're doing the right thing, sir. And you know what? If in fact he is telling these women up front, like monogamy is not for me, at least be safe and not just be, you know, doing everybody all raw dog. Like at the same time, come on. Like your kids are going to be weeks apart. Pregnancy is just one issue that you have to worry about. I'm like, are y'all not also thinking about all of the other issues that come into play here? Clearly they are not, but you know what? That's the sad, blackity, black-ass truth. 
Here we are with Blackheart Revoke. Okay, Candace Owens. Now, there are many reasons to revoke her black card, but right about now, Candace's tweets regarding Juneteenth, no ma'am, unacceptable. What the hell did she say? On Juneteenth, you know, the first year that the government has made this a federal holiday in recognition of all the bullshit that black and POC people have had to go through in this country. Small step, but a step nonetheless. She has the audacity to go on Twitter talking about how Juneteenth is so lame. Democrats really need to stop trying to repackage segregation. I'll be celebrating July 4th and July 4th only. I'm American and finishes it off with an American flag emoji. Keep, first of all, keep your damn comments to yourself. If you don't want to celebrate it, you don't have to. But for you to go on this, basically a rant against it and what our past generations have gone through, don't take away from that. This is a huge win for us. And yes, we have so far to go, but this does need to be recognized by everyone and all. This is not about segregation. It is about the reality. And the thing is, is that Candace Owens, she's always saying and doing extra shit that honestly, I've written her off a long time ago. She's constantly taking up for the GOP. I understand, you know, girl, I get it. Politics in this country, it's a hot mess. But at the end of the day, for you to constantly berate your own people, to go online, make it your mission to paint POCs, which at the end of the day, girl, look in the mirror, that is you as well. For you to paint us with this unilateral brush that has nothing to do with the reality of our experiences, that is just, it's not even wrong. It's just shitty. We are trying to come together. We are now in this, uh, in this stage in society where we can come together, where we're starting to see activism starting to push the needle further. You're just, you're hindering all that. Like, come on, girl, get with the program. Yeah, and you know, there are a lot of POCs who are so far gone and lost and they would rather not see themselves as a person of color because they're so busy trying to find themselves in another culture or another race, I should say. And it's like, if that's how you feel, do that over there. But don't try and bring down the great things that we are doing as a country together. And that's that on that. It's time for Celeb News Reality Roundup. All right. As we mentioned a little bit earlier, Gary Owens and his divorce is getting a little spicy with his soon-to-be ex-wife, Kenya Duke. She's the one who files for divorce. And um, she's saying that he is not answering text messages regarding the finances that she needs for their three children, even though their children are um, grown. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, she's been on the socials throwing jabs at him because of certain clothing that he wears, certain comments that he makes, basically calling him a deadbeat for not providing the expenses that she's grown accustomed to. I haven't really seen, again, Gary Owen being any sorts of disrespectful with her. He's tried to keep it all the way cute, which I appreciate. But, you know, Wendy, on the other hand, she is not trying to keep anything cute at all. Yeah, she was lusting all over this man on her show and basically was saying, you know what? Let's take a listen. Don't be scared. I'm just Wendy. (laughs) I'm not. Slow down. I'm not a officially divorced. Well, I read the internet. Like I said, I belong to the... No, 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 I, I belong to the streets now, you know? So do I! So do I! <laughs> <laughs> and you got a really... It's about to get wild. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you got a really nice body. Really? All things considered. Do you have um, plans for dinner? Huh? Whoa! Tell me yes or no. I, you no, can... I don't have plans for dinner. Yeah. Then that's fine. That's just two friends having dinner. All right. So as you can see, he was trying to like stay face and not answer or put out any public quote unquote dating out in the public because he's still currently going through a divorce. Like that's not going to look good for him. But she basically forced him into a date. And apparently they did go out and were seen dining at Scotto's that night. Yeah, when I was listening to her, I was just like, there's no way that this could possibly get any worse. And it actually did. 
Like, like, ma'am, ma'am, this is borderline sexual harassment. Now, you know that if, it, if the roles had been reversed and it was a male host doing this to a, a female celebrity, it would have been an outrage. Yeah, Wendy is a little scary in that way, but she forced that date <laughs> and she got it. So, hey, it worked. And now on to a reality show that we recently talked about. It's called We Got Love with Tiana Taylor and Iman Shumpert. We got a sneak peek that played just the past few days ago. It showed on E! and Bravo, but it won't be officially premiering until September. I am so in love with their whole family unit. Their little girl, Junie, she's about five, six now. That girl is too much and she is basically the breakout star of the show like you think tiana and iman are a lot this girl is a mini version of both of them and they even started a little show get this they started her youtube show called judge junie where she is reviewing toys and she will have an adult trying to plead the case for a toy and so basically she had her dad plead a case for one of her barbies and she ruled against him so basically she's like nope i'm keeping this toy but it is too cute this girl has all the sass she is literally her mother and father's child love it that is so cute i'm definitely gonna put that on my rotation on things to watch because i love me some judy and i'm so excited that petonia is coming back to the reality circuit because Tiana Taylor, if there's one thing that you can count on her is that she is going to give you the real talk about her real life, the real shit that goes on in marriage, uh, but also just celebrating actual black love. I cannot wait for this to come back in the fall. Yeah. And they got that like real street love. Like, I don't want to say hood love because they're not, you know, like hood, but they got that real ride or die street love. So I love the show. I can't wait till it comes in the next few months. Yeah. Like, you know, that their love is for real and not just for the cameras, which is what I love to see. Now onto something that is for the cameras and all the way ridiculous and stupid. And I'm here for it. Is this show on BET called The Encore? Remember, we told you they're bringing together so many great singers and performers from the past. I would say a good mm, 15 years ago, but it is such a hot, messy mess. I mean, we got Pam from Total. She is um, she's a little different these days. She's religious, which is great. But her whole aura and vibe is just a little different. The sisters from 702? Child. So mm. help me, help me. They a mess. You know, I'm all for understanding the place that people have played in the whole spectrum of music history. Yeah, great. But everything has its time and there is a time for everything. And 702, y'all time is was 92. Stop it. Let it go. Like, stop. It's it's over. It's done. But we obviously see that, you know, Mika was the one who carried them. She is the yep. one not on the show. And she was the lead singer on a majority of their records because she was the only singer, apparently. It's so crazy whenever you remove like that star power element from a group and then you see how much they actually contributed, which here was like 90%. But that's what I'm saying. It's like you can't be mad when she is mostly the lead singer on the songs when you can't sing you're there for looks and dance and apparently they can't dance either so it's like what were you bringing but moving past that and on to these twins from cherish oh girl they're disrespectful af they're calling all the women you know they're shading everyone calling them old geriatric you know has-beens and how they're more relevant like i want to say everyone there has brought their part to music again like 15 plus years ago no one is checking for you you are all there because you need this opportunity and you really want to sing and dance but the cherished girls like who knows you you had what two maybe three hits back then yeah then they're over here talking about baby girl my sister just became a millionaire yesterday i go then why is she here Exactly. And you know, that's fine if you're a millionaire, but don't be talking about everyone else like that. You know, everyone's there to bring something different to the element. And again, if you're a millionaire, you don't need this, then leave. Exactly. And I mean, Shamari is up in there with all her success and all her coins, but she's still there doing the work, not being a jerk. For for me, I'm here for Shamari from Black, Nivea and Aubrey O'Day. They, to me, have the top voices. They can dance. They can bring the whole thing. Everybody's there for you know, relevance at this point. Keely, I mean, her her singing is not bad. It's also <laughs> not great. But like, what are you there? She doesn't even want to be a part of the group. She's saying that she's the creative director, quote, unquote. 
and she's there to help them. But help them with what? What is she creatively directing? That is the question that everyone is asking. Also, Keely recently put out there that get this girl, her past hookups, or she want to say entanglement because it's the new word, right? She said she had a past entanglement with Mario, right? You listening? Mm-hmm. And all of the guys of B2K. Wait. <laughs> Yes, not silent. all the guys. <laughs> so silent. basically, be too gay. She could have just said be too gay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that is real strange. Strange. That's not something you put out there. Because that's right. really, like what was y'all doing? Especially because the guys from be too K are are historically known for being fuckboys. So why? 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 Well, I would say I would say maybe not Omarion because he seems to be decent. I the rest of them that's on you know love and hip hop. Mm. But yeah, the still, Keely, that is not something you want to put out there. But aside from that, Aubrey is singing and dancing. But girl, you got to leave that Botox alone. honey. Yes. You got to yes. say no at some point. Please. I, Aubrey, I hope that somewhere, somehow you listen to this and we mean this with all the respect in the world. But it's you and your lips like your lips enter the room before you do. And that's not OK. I'm surprised that you can even sing the way that you do, because I don't even know how you're able to open up your mouth with them two hot air balloons. You call lips up in there. I just need people to realize, like, you do all this to preserve your youth. Right. But you end up looking like a different person. Like it may be good for some and not for all. How about moderation? That? Moderation. There is such a thing as everything has its point where it just becomes too much. And right now, this is too, too much. But you know who's not too much is Nivia, who I consider to be the goat of this entire project. Yes. I live for her reactions. I live for her jokes. Like she's just everything to me. And also, she has the baddest voice there, in my opinion. Yep. <laughs> when she popped out, when they're over here, you know, doing their drama, and mama pulled out a sack of rice cakes, I go, you know what? Mood. Forever mood. I feel right. you, girl. Right. So I think that BT found gold with this one. It is mm-hmm. a circus, and I am enjoying it all because the egos and all the personalities with these women, oh, it's about to be a real good season. I cannot wait for around episode four or five when they really start to get really sick of each other. And that's when the real toxic tea mess comes out. Talk about toxic tea. Married to medicine, Contessa and her loser ass husband, Scott. Uh, so, you know, from now on, we shall refer to all ancient men as BANs. And he is definitely the king jester of the BANs. He's just so shitty and grimy and having to sit there and watch him belittle disrespect and be so condescending to his wife and their union. It was so gross to watch. Very gross, but I'm also more disappointed in the fact that they were the only couple on Married to Medicine who were two black doctors married to each other. Mm-hmm. Like, I know, I guess you can kind of argue for Heavenly, but Heavenly is a dentist. Yes, mm-hmm. she, is still, she is still a doctor, but I'm talking about two doctors, like medical doctors, and they opened up a practice together. Like, they were such a great, strong unit. And then he's just this. Oh, he's a terrible husband. And the fact that he thinks it's funny when their daughter kind of refers to, I guess, him talking to other women as his girlfriends and he thinks it's funny. And you literally see the hurt in Contessa's face telling her daughter, no, that's not funny. And the daughter is there laughing. She's like five or six, maybe seven. She doesn't know any better. She's getting this reaction from her father. Mm -hmm. She's like, yes, it is, mommy. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, because if all you're growing up and looking at is disrespect, then you're going to internalize that and consider that to be normal behavior towards someone that you care about. Um, I also did not appreciate that Scott was out here wearing a Michigan State jersey on screen. We're going to have to excommunicate him off of the island. Bye. We do not associate with you. And yeah, I mean... What's really disappointing is the clips that they showed with from the reunion coming up, where apparently, according to their Instagram, everything seems to be okay, nice, nice. We're this big, happy family, but y'all were just in the finale yelling at each other about women sending you naked pictures to your phone. Well, she is currently not wearing her wedding ring. She's wearing her wedding band, and she said that they are reevaluating a lot of things, and they are in therapy. So I think she's really just thinking about her 
three children that they have and they're trying to work through it. But Contessa, you don't need him. You can do better. And your kids probably love you for being real. That is true. And speaking of being real or, you know, perhaps being fake, fake below deck reunion girl. Yeah, I am really shocked because we knew that before the reunion came that Danny, one of the stewardesses, was pregnant and just actually had her baby. But by the time they taped this reunion, she did not have her baby yet. What we didn't know that was on the reunion, JL, who she was canoodling with on said yacht, was not going to be a part of the reunion to defend himself against everyone. But we also didn't know that JL is unsure if he is the father of Danny's baby. But guess what? Hold on now. There's also another stewardess who's currently pregnant with her now new boyfriend. But she was so in love with Gary on the boat when there were there were two women and one man fighting over this one Gary. Now she'd have moved on and she's pregnant. So what? I can't even keep up. There were so many entanglements going on on this boat. It was like a bowl of noodles. And both the women that are pregnant had a little fling together, too. It was a lot. Oh, yes, you're right. I forgot about that. Oh, wow. Look at all the different points of intersectionality going on. On that cesspool boat. Mm. Sure was. But talking about moving on, child, the king of moving on himself. Nick Cannon is coming out with a new talk show. I wonder if he's going to be like the new Jerry Springer. Are you the father? Are you the father? I mean, we know. I mean, that would be very ironic. Several women, but like, what kind of what kind of daytime talk show host is he going to be? Like, what kind of show is this? That's what I want to know. So Nick Cannon has talked about for a long time how he's had this dream of hosting his own daytime talk show um, and that he's now able to do this in New York City is very special to him. I mean, again, we really need to know what are you going to be discussing, sir? Are you going to be featuring, you know, how to do maternity shoots, how to find your best lighting and featuring the belly? What magic powers does your turban have? How to let people know that monogamy is the future because that's what you're about. But apparently the description we got for this show was that it will be uniting all aspects of entertainment in a unique way that basically shows uh, the culture of today. You ain't telling us nothing. Tell us if you're going to be talking about the mothers of your children and, you know, your life, because that I will tune in. Of course, I'm going to be tuning in regardless, but it would be better if you talked about your whole situation. And then also where you find the inspiration for these baby names because that's what we want to know absolutely that part if you want to hit us up to say hey or let us know about any it be your own people moments send us an email at ibyoppodcast at gmail.com hey y'all don't forget to like and follow us on instagram twitter and facebook at ibyop podcast and that's all we have for you today on it be your own people stay woke stay alert and tune in next time